Hello, and welcome back to another edition of I Am the Woman Caught in Adultery. I'm sure I've mentioned several things several times, and again, I'm going to mention that horror movies are my pleasure, my enjoyment. They haven't always been. I remember when Michael Jackson's video, this is the first video I remember seeing, came out, Thriller. Seeing him transition to a werewolf scared the bejesus out of me. I jumped up and I ran out and my friend's mother caught me because we didn't have satellite or cable. They didn't have cable at that time. You either had a big old satellite dish and we didn't have a satellite dish, but my neighbor on the next block did. So she invited her children, allowed her children to invite some of the children from the neighborhood that we all kind of went to school together for the to see the video premiere of Thriller. Again, I know I'm dating myself. It's okay, though. It's okay. Like I said, today I want to talk about The Purge. And I'm not talking about The Purge like that, the movie, The Purge, where people are just have free course to do anything and everything that they want because we're already at that time. And I think it was Timothy, he said, in the last days, perilous times would come. Men would be lovers of their, of their own selves, boasty, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Well, it looks like we're already in the, that purge time. But the purge that I'm talking about is dying daily from my faults, from my problems. The Bible tells us that a prophet ain't even accepted in his own land. A lot of times you have to shake the dust from your feet and go somewhere else in order to be be received because the people that are closest to you, the people that see the things that you do are the ones that believe you the last, that doubt you the most, <laughs> that most times treat you the worst and expect from you the best. Sometimes these same people try to intentionally hurt you, but I'm a firm believer in you reap what you sow. What you intended for me, it'll come back on you 30, 60, and 100 folds. Long as I purge, long as I die daily, long as I keep presenting myself a living sacrifice, the purge can't help it happen. And I mentioned earlier about eating an elephant a bite at a time. It's the same way I have to get me straight. And I don't want you to think that I'm, like I keep telling you, I'm not perfect by no means. And a lot of the things that I've learned and a lot of the things I've learned to implement are things that at being 51, I've just started doing maybe in the last past three years, little things, changing little things, fixing little things, getting a little better at a few things. So I thank God for every time a light bulb comes on and I wake up a little bit more as much as I declare myself as being woke. Oh, I'm woke. My third eye is clean. I don't even brush with fluoride so that my third eye stays clean. 
And even in my third eye being clean, it's still almost as blind as me sometimes. Because I get caught up in the here and now. And I have to purge myself and remember that I'm not worrying about the here and now. I'm not preparing for the here and now. I'm preparing for the hereafter. Yes, just in case I should be here, I, I have to make sure that I'm okay, make sure that I'm good, make sure that things are taken care of. But really, how much can I do? I'm not a millionaire, so I, I can't build me uh, my own exclusive ark. And when something happens, just sail away. But one thing I do know, he told me to strengthen that that remains what you have left over. Don't worry about what you ain't got. Because even when he sent the, pro the apostles out, he told them, don't even take a coat. Don't take a purse. Don't take a script. Don't, don't take anything. Because I want you to know that it ain't nothing that I'm doing. It's nothing that I'm bringing to the table for myself that's making anything happen. It's nothing that I had of my own that's causing anything to happen. It's nothing about me that's any good or that has any good intentions. Because even the Bible tell me, and I keep telling you, that my heart is wicked and deceitful in all its ways. The only thing I can really focus on and spend time on is getting this flesh size, getting me, making me feel good. But then when it come down to extending that love and that passion for the one that purges me, the one that cleans me, the one that is my Jehovah Jireh. Even when he told me don't take anything, he would be my provider and is and does. I turn into the purge of satisfying the flesh, shooting down something, robbing and looting and pillaging, focusing on the here and now instead of the hereafter. I find myself times that when I feel like something is coming on me, it, I, I, I might not be feeling well or something just feels out of kilter. I make sure I eat plenty of vegetables, plenty of raw fruit, drink plenty of water. And that's something I got to make sure I do today is drink plenty of water and just purge my body, clean it, get all of that stuff to just built up and sitting up in there getting putrid, rancid, causing infection, causing a backup of things that need to be moved out. Sometimes I have to physically purge myself, spiritually purge myself, mentally purge myself and just reset. As they say in this modern technology world, reboot. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to reboot. And after rebooting, it makes things better. After I purge, after I clean some things, I clean out my cash and make sure all of my cookies are closed out and clean. 
close all of my open apps and pages the same way it makes my phone run better when everything is closed down and caches are clean and storage is good. It's the same way with my body. It's the same way with my spirit. When I keep purging, cleaning up what I mess up, acknowledging that I messed up, and then moving on from my mess up, then the purge can be a good thing. It can be an awesome awakening thing. I shout out Miss Perez because things that she introduced me to that would help me in career building, being an efficient and an effective person, have helped me not only in my physical part, but spiritual. It showed me some habits that I needed to enable and implement. It showed me some places that I was deficient and I needed to work on and get better at. It showed me how to set up my time and realize when I'm wasting time, how to shift at the time that's sharpening the saw. Not be like the man that's in the woods all day cutting a, trying to cut a tree down. And when someone is concerned, somebody that sees the dilemma says to him, you might need to sharpen your saw. His reply is, I'm too busy. I don't have time. I'm trying to cut down this tree. I don't have time to sharpen the saw. I've wasted so much time. Sawing on a tree with a dull blade. Instead of sharpening my saw by taking time to meditate. Taking time to reflect and think back on the things that I've done. And think on the things that I'm contemplating doing. Weighing the pros and cons of those things. And praying and fasting. Reading my Bible. Exercising. And sometimes just cutting on some music and dancing. I was always raised that dancing, certain dancing was a sin. And I've come to find out it's not the dancing is the sin. It's the person's perception of seeing the dance because before churches were, before there were praise houses, and before we learned what shouting and cutting a rug was, these people shouted before the Lord. They danced before the Lord. David danced so hard until his outer garments came off, and his wife had the audacity to be embarrassed because she's looking at, this is the king, and he's just out there shouting before the Lord. And she's saying, shouting before the Lord, you see that the Lord done allowed the Ark of the Covenant to come in you saw how Obed even was being blessed because they held the covenant, the ark, and now it's here, back where it's supposed to be, back amongst his people. And you look down your nose at your husband that put you in a position where you could be recognized. And if anything, you should have ran down there seeing your husband praising God and thanking God for the blessing of the ark being back in and join him in praise. 
that was why I mentioned earlier that this is a no judgment zone. It's time out for judging. We've done that enough and we've had that done enough so that we ought to know that everybody's walk is different. Everybody's relationship with God is different. Everybody's salvation, everybody's walk, again, I say, is different. None of us have walked the walk that the apostles did. I know I haven't. I haven't been, well, I have been locked up in jail, but it was my fault. It wasn't for the, the sake of the gospel. I haven't been tarred. I haven't been put in a lion's den. I haven't been crucified upside down. I haven't been beaten I haven't had any of these things happen to me. The most I could complain about is because somebody did something to me. But if I allow that, why am I complaining about that? About a bill that I owe. If I knew that I wasn't going to be able to pay it, why would I put myself in that position? And now trying to fix credit, trying to get credit straight to get things done. That, But I believe everything happened for a reason. I'm learning how to be a good steward. I'm learning how to invest my time in prosperous things and things that are setting my affection on things above. Stop getting caught up in this world. Stop getting caught up in this temporal stuff. This stuff is <coughs> blessing. That's definitely gonna fade. It's definitely gonna fail, and it's definitely gonna <coughs> gonna pass away. It's live, so that's what happens. <laughs> but if I put my investments. If I set my hopes and my affections. If I allow my soul to bear witness. To the fact that. I do fall short. I am weak. I do mess up. It's my fault. And I apologize. The purge begins. When I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that he is my savior, the purge begins. And with that, when we close, just say with me, Lord, I believe that you were born, you were crucified, you bled and you died for me. So that I could have the right to be an heir of God and a joint heir of Jesus Christ by receiving salvation through you. 
And by believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth that the Lord Jesus, he did come to this earth and be born, bled, and died. Rose up again on the third day with all power in his hands. Went back and sent back a comforter being the Holy Ghost. So that with that confession, that belief, opens up our heart to the reception and the receiving of the Holy Ghost. So get into a Bible-based ministry. Read your Bible and ask God to open up your heart, your mind, and your understanding. Because he told us to study to show ourselves approved. A workman under God need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So if you ask God, if he don't do what he said he'll do, my friend Mo said, God ain't God. And he's not going to lie. So get into your Bible. Seek him. Find out what he has in store for you. And walk in the abundance. Purge. Prepare. And get ready to walk in the abundance.